Friday, everybody. Oh, we've got a nice, fun, happy party going on the radio. It's My Talk 1071. MyTalk1071.com. And of course, you get our app. Listen that way. Tell your friends. Win some great prizes. We've like reloaded. The rewards, haven't we, Holly? Yeah, we. you could win a customized Closet Factory organization system from Closet Factory Twin Cities. Ooh. You get tickets to art at the Guthrie Theater. Plus, you could be eligible for gift cards to Crispin Green, AMC Theaters, and more. But you have to be registered and open the app to enter to win. So see everything up for grabs and list of rewards on our app or at mytalk1071.com. You could get yes. a closet, you could go to the theater, and you could get a salad. Wow! Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's a whole weekend of fun there. And fiber. Oh, right. Lots of fiber. <laughs> Sorry, I, I instantly go to yarn. So I had to like go back to the other folder. Like, oh. no, no, no. She's talking no, about no, nutrition. No. Yeah, I'm talking about like Metamucil. Yeah. Here. No, like... I'm talking about fiber in the form of kale. Yeah. Yeah, roughage. Roughage, everybody. Yes. So play to win. It is Jason and Alexis minus Jason. He'll be back next week. Alexis, Holly, and Leah with you this morning. And I am, you know, I always alien talk. I, mm, this is my Roman it. Empire. See, that's what we love about you. This is fantastic because now we're seeing, I guess there's been like a 10 foot strange being who's walking in, in Brazil. And ooh, I, what's going on? So what's your trepidation about aliens, Alexis? Um, that I just don't, I don't know if they've actually, I, I believe that there's other beings, other places, but I don't know if they've actually touched down here on earth well maybe they have and that's where yeah like that line you know a lot of people with the area 51 with all of the different things that people have seen i'm just not sure and maybe you're right this is maybe this is it in a small brazilian island Mm -hmm. some believe that there are proof that aliens are at least visiting earth if not living here (gasps) there is footage of a 10-foot-tall being, beings, plural, appearing <laughs> to, be, yeah, to be walking on an island two miles off the coast of southeast Brazil. Okay. They're standing on top of the hill. Locals say that this hill is difficult to reach. And the pair can be swinging their arms in a human-like manner, but not enough to convince eyewitnesses that they weren't matching aliens. <laughs> Somebody said swinging their arms like yeah. joyfully like Red Rover well, or just, like you know walk dur, 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 oh, okay. aliens <laughs> on a remote island <laughs> taking a stroll okay, arms are bent just like yeah. okay they, yeah they're looking humanoid Alexis okay now somebody commented on this video that they're too big to be a person because they're looking at the shrubs they're looking at mm. the shrubs on these island uh, on this island. And they're, you know, doing some uh, contrasting, the shrubbery barely reaching their knees. Mm. And what they're saying is, you know, these shrubs, they're pretty tall, girl. And so if the shrubs are only hitting their knees, that means that these people are giant, 10 feet tall. And they're not people, they're aliens. (laughs) Oh, no. Could they be practicing on stilts? I'm going to go with no. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, oh man, I think I just have such a hard time because then that means like what? Maybe maybe they just are they're friendly. Maybe they want to just live peacefully in the Brazil this Brazil Brazilian island and you know dance and walk around among the shrubbery. Have you ever not watched an M Night Shyamalan movie? No, Alexis? I, I, I absolutely did you watch, have. Did you watch Signs? Um, have I you have. watched the miniseries V? Have you watched anything where aliens <sighs> definitely are not? Well, we just <sighs> might get lost in translation. But apparently, and I didn't know this. But Leah did. This isn't the first mm. alien sighting that we've had in as number of weeks, right? This is not the first alien sighting that has been reported this year. Right. Yes. Oh, there's more. But it's being totally denied. But I'm just saying coincidences happen. I'm just going to read you this quick article from the New York Post. You can find it. Okay. Okay. So there were reports. There was an altercation at a Miami mall. But uh, they go shopping too. Uh huh. But it turns out, and I'm going to start reading now. It turns out that 2024 didn't kick off to an extraterrestrial start after all. Now I'm going into the denial right now. Miami police shut down wild rumors that a pay attention 10 foot tall alien was roaming the Floridian city on New Year's Day after the conspiracy theory was running rampant on social media. Mm. So the department said there were no aliens, UFOs, or ETs. <laughs> but okay. the speculation was ignited after videos started circulating online that seemingly captured a massive figure strolling outside the Bayside Marking Place. Uh, that's a shopping mall downtown Miami. Um, and there was a huge police presence that responded to this mall. Apparently, I mean... The video was a little grainy, a little zoomed in, um, but apparently the cops showed up to uh, sort out an altercation between some teenagers. They're just tall, but I mean, sometimes. But then the this genetics. grainy footage came up that they're mm, saying was oh. just shadows. But I'm just saying, ten foot tall, ten foot tall. That's two coincidences. Yeah, two moments where there are mm. ten foot tall people walking around planet Earth. What we are saying here, Alexis, did they is buy like, anything? <laughs> Yeah, they went to dress bar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, they, they went to tall yeah, store. Yeah, they went to like, tall <laughs> Men's warehouse. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> went to Spencer's and bought some posters or something. I mean, they were like, oh, look, this looks exactly like me. <laughs> I'm, also gonna, I'm, I'm also going to buy these incense, this over-the-hill cane with a horn on it, and, <laughs> and these boner pills that are actually just jelly beans. <laughs> You have to duck to get into the doorway, though, right? Are they fitting in the mall? Well, yeah. I mean, they can go through the hall. Maybe in the atrium or something. I mean, they were outside, standing by some shrubs, I guess. I mean, yeah, you just... just, Yeah, heading back to the mall. Yeah, you duck into the mall. Girl, they're they're sitting at Sbarro having a slice. Yeah. (laughs) You get tired. You burn calories. Sitting in a massage chair having an Auntie Anne's pretzel. Oh, man. Ooh, yum. It's Saturday right there. Living that carb life. (laughs) <laughs> well, remember last summer we had alien sightings in Las Vegas. Yes. Right. Where Las Vegas police were called and that somebody had body cam footage responding to a call of a family who thought that a UFO crashed in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Right. There was scuttlebutt about that. And was it it was just debris though. There wasn't a living something something, right? No, there wasn't the ten foot alien. Right. But there was something something. Yeah. And let me tell you, hmm. I also you know, the next time you go to Las Vegas, here's a fun thing that you do. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You f- you go to Harry Reid International Airport. You're flying in. Yes. And the next time you go, I'll say this quickly before we go to break. You look for the Janet Airlines. This is the government-run airline yes, that flies thing. to Area 51. And they are parked outside. You can see it if you're looking towards the Luxor and the Sphere. 
Ooh. And they're all parked outside. And this is the commuter airline that goes to Area 51, among other places. I'm just saying. Is it, there's a stripe. Wait, how will we it's know? A red, it's a red stripe. A red it's a stripe. white plane with a red stripe. That's, that's what you're that's looking all. for. That's where the aliens commute to work every day. I mean, you're really crunched in there, aren't you? I'm sure that the government has designed special seats for them, and they have ample leg room. (laughs) It's like a double-winged pad. They've got two (laughs) seatbelts. They're ready to fly, baby. That's right. Unless they're looking like E.T., you know? I mean, are they all the same looking? See, this is where I, I kind of, like... I love that you guys are all in on this because I'm really trepidatious about it. We don't know what they look like. We, right. Our brains probably can't conceive yeah. of what the alien looks like. They probably don't look like little Tootsie Rolls. I also think that yeah. E.T. looks like a little foreskin. Like, oh, <laughs> it's all wrinkly. Anyways. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> but you can unsee it. No, I can't. Roll. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, he's a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember when he was here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of your visual now. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's go to break. Yeah, let's, yeah. We're breaking. When we come back, let's talk Fargo and why we should be watching this season in particular. Next. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Alien talk through the break. And thinking about Holly's visual of uh, VT. Yeah, wow. It's true, though. You've thought it. He's looking at a bunch of things. Yeah, you've thought it. You know that that's what E.T. looks like. Yeah. Now I can't unthink it. Yeah, and he's walking around with his little feet (laughs) and his folds. So many folds. So many folds. Many folds eating those Reese's Pieces. I love those. Those are my favorite candy, I gotta say. Really? Reese's Pieces, you know, they are perfect. Little okay. crunchy, little salty, little sweet, little something. For, yeah, you take that over chocolate. I do like that, but I'll take a peanut butter cup over mm. Reese's Pieces any day. Fair enough. You too, Holly. I'll eat both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pieces you can inside. Buy them together. <laughs> yeah, or oh, just that's... take a, a one in it. Yeah, in. a little back and forth. Yeah, yum. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're having a little snack while you're watching Fargo, and mm. both of you guys have caught up and like just singing its praises. This is. It sounds like. The season to watch, maybe if you've never watched Fargo, or do you suggest maybe watching the first season? I've watched the first three. I haven't watched four, heard really bad things about it from you guys, and then now I know I don't have to watch it. It's an anthology, so... You can just drop in. I can. Mm-hmm. What do I, you guys think? Well, I love the first three seasons of Fargo. Yeah. It is worth it to go back and watch those seasons. Season four, it's not that it's bad, 
but it just doesn't fit with the rest of the show and they tried. It's okay. Yeah. But I it, like liked it, but it was the Kansas City and it was just kind of such a departure. Right. That I was like, it felt disjointed. Yeah, because uh, the fourth season takes place in Kansas City in the 1950s. It is connected to the other seasons of Fargo, wherein one of the characters who appears in the second season of Fargo is a child in the fourth season. So ah. it is interconnected in that way. But this f- fifth season of Fargo, I would say it's truest to the movie Fargo itself. Mm. It, mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. a lot of the s- similar story beats. And it mirrors it in a way that the other seasons just didn't. Yeah. And the performances are excellent. And the story is captivating. And the penultimate episode aired this week. So we have one more until the season oh, finale. I can't wait for this wrap up. And is thing- that next week? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we're going to make you guys wait. You know, sometimes it's yeah. like a little... Well, yeah. they better not. No, I, yeah, I think it's next week. But okay. yeah, I had a chat with one of my... Another Fargo watcher last week, and they were like, I'm having Fargo withdrawals. Like, they had watched the last episode, and... This you want before, more? And I, I was like, that's it? I'm having Fargo withdrawals, like, in between these, waiting the whole week. That will be good, so by the time I get there... I'll just binge the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep rolling through. Uh huh. And so, Leah, what is it about season five of Fargo that's really captivating you as a person who has watched the other seasons? <laughs> you know, yeah. I just I love the performances. Um, I and I think I mentioned I touched on this yesterday. John Hamm is just creeping me out big time. Mm. I am seeing him, and I'm such a huge. I mean, Mad Men, Don Draper. You know his comedic stuff. I I like him. I am just like so repulsed by his character in this. But I can't look away. You can't stop watching. That's so good, though, that you're not thinking, oh, that's Han- John no. Hamm playing a character. No, I'm thinking he's Roy Tillman. I mean, yeah. he is just... Um, and Juno Temple, I am just cheering for her every week. And you didn't know where she was going when you first met her. And I'm just I'm just in awe of her. Like, she's inspiring. And very different from her Ted Lasso character. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I didn't even so, like so realize. Too. And it's been a while since I watched Ted Lasso. But yeah. And I will say, you mentioned snacking on this, but I don't snack while I'm watching Fargo. <laughs> um, because this is what I have to do. It's kind of so anxiety-inducing. I like to wear gel nail polish. And I don't know if you ever do gel nail polish, but yeah. you know, it's kind of a commitment to remove it. Yes. So I do my gel polish removal while I'm like, watching Fargo. Like picking it or like so I your... wrap it and then you have to do the scraping and yes. the, you know like and so I'm like really concentrating but it gives me something to like I've got to like keep those fingers like oh, and I can't energy. I can't scroll on my phone I got to be watching it so. Yeah, you can't fold laundry. No. 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 <laughs> this is a show where you put the phone down yeah. and you be with it. And the nice thing is is that episodes are released weekly of Fargo. And, you know, the intensity of John Hamm in this character and the acting, everyone is acting their butts off in this. Joe Carey plays his son in this. You know him from Stranger Things. Uh, the role is a bit of a departure for him. And uh, I, you know, I had nightmares last night after watching Fargo and then I went to bed. Oh, no. Oh, oh I can no. see that. Uh-huh. And it wasn't necessarily in Fargo, but it was Fargo-related nightmares. And this, the intensity of this season, you know, the story takes place in 2019 and John Hamm plays a North Dakota sheriff. His name is Roy Tillman. He's, um, you know, militia friendly and uh, Juno Temple plays uh, his, mm, he, she plays a woman named Dot Dorothy. That's the name she goes by. And uh, they were once together 
And it's just the intricacy of these stories. Um, and they loop so many themes together. I would say this season, there's the overarching theme of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You know, so I will say there, put a warning out there. If you're sensitive to that kind of mm-hmm. footage, you might. It's triggering. Wa- yep. It's very, it's triggering. They put the warnings out there. So know when you go in that violence, th- these are violent shows. And they do not hold back on the violence in There's, Fargo. Oh, they do uh, not. Uh-huh. And that, the thing I like about Fargo, if you're going to dip into any of the seasons, and I will say this is true of all the seasons of Fargo, is you were talking about the stress, Leah, of watching the show. And I think part of the stress comes from the fact that no character is safe. Yes, and oh, you, it, I love that you bring this up. Exactly. And you don't know what's going to, you genuinely don't know what's going to happen to a protagonist and antagonist supporting characters. No one is safe. No mm. one is safe. You are not guaranteed a happy ending. Exactly. Wow. Okay. But, but you keep cheering for, I mean, you keep. But you have nightmares. <laughs> I did have nightmares. Girl, I had nightmares and I woke up at one in the morning. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I love that though. Cause yeah, you're, you're. There's some, yeah, things that you watch and you're just like, yep, that person's going to be around forever and you just never know. So, okay. No, you genuinely don't know. And after watching the penultimate episode of Fargo. Yeah. I still don't know. I still don't know. I don't know know either. We're we're not in the clear yet, but. No. But I I still have hope. Yeah. And I I think that's like, you know, even in the movie, um, you know, you still have hope. Right. But there was there. I thought. Leah, the ending of it, because I don't want to give anything away, but that last scene of the penultimate episode of season five of Fargo, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I just, my fist mm -hmm, went up in the air and I was mm -hmm, like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, let's hope it can stay up this last episode. I don't know. I don't know. Still cheer. I don't know what I want, but I want to find out. And I love being surprised. I, the the worst thing that a show or a TV, a, a movie can be is predictable and mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. And Fargo is neither of those things. And I love that they don't do a next week on Fargo at the end of it. You're just like, they go to credits and you're that's black it. and you don't really know what's coming up. You know, they're not giving you a tease. They're not. And can we just, we haven't mentioned Jennifer Jason Lee. No. But holy cow, where has she been and why is she still so fantastic? She is rocking it this season. Yeah. And she plays Ooh. a billionaire. Okay. Who is the mother in law of Dorothy, played by Juno Temple. And she is a boss lady. Mm. And she also, too, all of these characters, you think that they're one way. And then in this penultimate episode, it's another way. And you're just like, oh, they're Mm -hmm. rich and it's layered. Exactly, Alexis. So I can't wait for you to dip into this season. Okay, Uh, it's happening. You guys have convinced me. If you've watched Fargo, let us know your thoughts as well. You can email the show or you can uh, tweet us, email us. You know, do all the things. Lex in the City's Holly D. Roberts and Leah Honsky. All right, when we come back, you want to play a little Would You Rather? Let's do it. Yeah. It's next. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Oh, right in the spot there. Hey, it's... Oh, that ended fast. <laughs> it sure did. And oh, that's how, it's, that's that's how... how these throwbacks go. <laughs> yes. I don't know why, but we just accept it's the way that it is. Yes, indeedy. Happy Friday, everyone. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis, Holly, and Leah with you this morning. Jason is on vacation. He'll be back next week. And, oh, uh, there's a little thing here to play. We're, we're just figuring out some stuff here. Um, it is time for would you rather would you rather so we're gonna play a little would you rather yeah i'm just gonna get right into it i've got the app here we go ladies Mm -hmm. and of course my talkers play along yeah 
car at home, wherever you may be. Would you rather have a strong headache, 10 out of 10 pain for one hour, or have everything in your body hurt, 5 out of 10 pain for three hours? Mm, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I would do the body ache. Yeah, I'm doing the body ache, too. Have you had a 10 I, out of 10 headache yes. before? I, I hate sure headaches. Oh. It's the worst. It is the worst. That hour can feel like three or 24 hours. Yeah, so, right. agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. Would you rather... Oh, some of these are kind of... Um, Not safe for radio? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. mm, Or just kind of like, meh. Mm. Um, okay, would you rather be fit and only eat chicken, rice, and broccoli Ooh. every meal mm-hmm. or enjoy all the food you like, but you can't have abs? Um, I think I answer this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just continue and just stay with what we're doing. I'm just like, I'm rolling with this. <laughs> yeah. I want to enjoy food. Yeah. And I want, I, we want the variety of life. Exactly. Yeah. Abs. What are those? Yeah. I'm not sure, but you have abs anyway. They're under there. They are. <laughs> you know, just can't wash laundry on them. That's it, all. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah we don't need the showgirls diet. Yeah. Yeah. Brown rice and vegetables. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day. Oh, imagine how, imagine how much you would smell. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking oh. brown rice, broccoli and, and chicken breast. Every day. Every day. Oh, Mm-mm. you need nutrients, girl. We're getting those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just trying new things or something that's just, just just fun. Yeah. All right. Would you rather have great hair every day in your 20s but lose it all in your 30s or have a bad haircut your whole life but your hair never falls out? Mm. Well, both those suck. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Both those really suck. I take my hair very seriously. I don't like this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. No, it's like, no, you got to stay, Ooh. Leah. You got to stay. That's an area. Oh, boy. A bad haircut. Ooh. Yeah. Thinking bowl cuts. You, you know, know, I think, I, think gets I, it. I think I would take the glory days and rock it bald. Okay. Yeah. Bald in your 30s. I just would be bald in my 30s and, uh, yeah, just do the Susan Power thing. Like, there's some really great wigs available that look so real. Wig life is great. It is. And you could just change it up if you want highlights. Yeah. You want those beachy waves. A little Moira Rose going on there. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. You might have convinced me. What, wig life? Yeah. Well, no, to do the, yeah, the 20 to the 30s because of wig life. Right. Well, I instantly thought, I'm just going to have a bad haircut my whole life, but no, that's no, terrible. No. no. Have the great hair, go bald, then wear the wigs because it didn't ask what people were doing in their 40s. Yeah. Wig life. Wig life. Yeah. We like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather fight a crocodile with a bow or fight an elephant with a shotgun? Alexis um, <laughs> is perplexed. <laughs> I'm going to go with the crocodile, crocodile and the bow. Okay. I know that the crocodile can chomp chomp, but elephants are smart yeah. mm-hmm. and they are Giant girl, you got. They will come and stampede you. Yeah, that's true. They are. They are intelligent. I don't feel like crocodiles are as smart. I feel like I could outsmart a crocodile. And maybe I don't want to find out. Maybe outrun a little bit. Maybe. Maybe, but they go real fast out of the water. Oh, they do. They have those real short bursts. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
don't you just get it right in the eye? I'm like, but how well? Yeah, then, but then you have to have like bow and arrow skills. Like, you know, you got to be Katniss. Katniss. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, of all of us, I think you would have it, Holly. <laughs> don't you think, Leah? Yeah. It might be like a shotgun. I'm going to stand behind to... Holly in whatever decision she makes. Cause right. <laughs> you got this. No. Elephants this. are our friends. No, yes. absolutely. I'm just wondering, like, I, it's more for me the weapon choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. which one could I navigate? Maybe bow and arrow. How about you, Leah? What are you doing? I don't know if I could shoot with the bow and arrow under those circumstances. I like archery, but um, I think maybe I would just pick up the like the shotgun, the, and... the, the the bow, and just kind of beat the crocodile over the nose. Maybe if I could get an angle, I think that could yeah deter. All right, I think I would be worthless against an elephant with a firearm, though. Okay, so we're gonna do yeah. We'll, we'll all take our chances with the crocodile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, would you rather? Live in a library where books are your only form of entertainment mm. or live in a prison cell where you have access to any channel on TV. Library. Girl, we're going library. Hands down. Yeah. 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 Just because I want to sound smarter on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just thinking of the claustrophobia of a, of a prison yeah. cell. But you get TV. Oh, man. I mean, I do love TV, but I think I like books more. Yeah, and just, yeah it feels more wide open. You have your Bell life, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so we're going library. Yeah, so we're all going to be like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But gonna, did go- you ever notice the first book she's reading? Like, we're thinking she's so smart. She's reading Jack and the Beanstalk. That's going to oh, be that? like <laughs> second grade level. <laughs> I never noticed that. You're like, go get hooked on phonics, please, <laughs> Belle. <laughs> Belle, come on. <laughs> But it was the 18th century. It's uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> true. All right. Would you rather, friends, live an extra 25 years or live a life without the need to sleep? Oh, I love sleeping so much. This comes up once in a while, like in yeah. different forms. But I don't necessarily want to live like old, old. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. I need to sleep. Yeah. I need a break from reality. Sleep yeah. is where I'm a Viking, among other things. So yeah. I just, I need to, you know, when you get to that point reset. in the day, you need to reset. I reach that time where I'm like, I'm done with today. I'm going to try again tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'm going to try I tried. Again. I did what I could. I did. You know, in that extra 25 years, we don't know if it's a prolonged midlife. We don't know if we would have had, you know, our mm-hmm. 20s times three. Yeah. Because I don't know necessarily if I want an extra 25 years on the back end. I, I, I'm going to say I probably don't. Yeah, I just, you know, we're yeah. making make bold assumptions, but more Quality. naps. Well, see, I would love to not sleep. If, I'm thinking of all the things to get done. You're such a busy lady. But I just feel like that would be great. I mean, I, I guess if we, if we get the other benefits, the health benefits of, of sleep. Right. You wouldn't need sleep. Right. That's what I'm thinking. But um, I just can't be up 24-7. There just comes yeah. a point in the, in the day where I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to be conscious. I, yeah. I'm just like, I can't. I can't process anything else. And maybe I'm equating that to never being tired, which I don't know would be true if you're not sleeping. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because so, that's what, yeah, what gets you, you know? Oh, oh man. All right. How, we have, okay, we've yeah. got some more time here. Let's see here. Oh, some of these. Okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Would you rather work recycling human excrement for the rest of your life 
Or work with dangerous and explosive chemicals for the rest of your life. Oh, I work with dangerous and explosive chemicals. Anyways. Oh, so you just continue on? I'm just going to keep that. I Are just you talking about working here at my talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Leah working in the back with dynamite <laughs> in the prep room when she's not on the air. <laughs> no, I just I just had to do my uh, my oh, hazmat, dangerous here. hazmat certification training to work in the uh, the beauty industry. Oh, so Cause, you, yeah, because yeah. I work in salon, you know, services for salon centric. So you know, we have to we we sell a lot of chemicals that could be corrosive potentially, yeah. and um, huh. so you know, I think of them in that way, you know. But I don't know if I could handle C four. Mm. Mm. Holly, what are you doing? I'm working with the poop. You like the poop? <laughs> yeah. I'll I, be working alongside you. Right. <laughs> Is that corn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seemed like a bad night. Well, oh, look at that. Ouchie. Oh. Owie. Owie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything that will hurt anybody. I cannot, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. might be swift and easy though. Just a quick explosion and you're gone. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> the poop would take forever. Uh, that's true. Oh. I mean, really, yeah. You don't want those lingering burns. Like, you know, you, you want it to be quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, that's it for Would You Rather. Hope you had fun playing along with that one. Mm-hmm. When we come back, let's talk May, December. I've, I've watched it. With the lead of you, Holly, because we listened to a line and, oh my gosh, it was so funny. Was it funny the whole time? And should you watch it? We'll tell you next. We'll get lots of questions of what should we watch this weekend? And, you know, we do watch a lot of movies, lots of TV. And so we've got you. We've got some suggestions. It's Jason and Alexis in the morning. My Talk 1071. Jace is on vacation. We'll be back next week. Alexis, that's me, Holly, and Leah. We're hanging out with you this morning. Thank you for hanging out on a Friday morning. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, it's a fun place to be. Sure is. I watched May, December after you talked about it, Holly. Oh, this is the movie on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Starring mm-hmm. Natalie Portman. And Julianne Moore. Yep. Lightly inspired by the true story of Mary Kay Letourneau and Billy Billy Falau. Falau. Falau, yeah. And And Natalie Portman plays an actor. Yep. Who's going to be playing her. So she's really like doing a deep dive into her life. Right. She's spending time with Julianne Moore and her character. She is studying her. And it's all about that dynamic. Also, you learn the history of Julian Moore's character. I mean, there's a lot going on. Oh, so, my so gosh, lo- there really is a lot going on. Now, when my first introduction to this was a clip that you played about her opening the fridge, Julian Moore's character, and stating there's not enough hot dogs. There's not enough hot dogs. <laughs> and the way she says it and everything. And the dramatic dun-dun-dun. Yeah. The, the, music is just a, another character in this for the dramatic effect because it is. there are moments where you just laugh out loud because of the ridiculousness. I don't think we have enough hot dogs. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I see Natalie Portman, her character, the actor, she's walking around, so yeah. she's invited her to come to their home. Uh-huh. It's on, like, a lakefront or something. Yeah. Uh, so the kids are playing, and, like, their kids are teenagers at this point. Right, yes. And, you know, he's still a young kid himself, and you you do see some of that as well, but he uh, has this, like, little dinky notebook. <laughs> I have the hot dog clip on our oh, production, good. Leah. I put it in the grid at the bottom of this section. It's oh, a TikTok fabulous. that just has a loop of Julianne Moore saying this line. Yes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're on radio and we don't have the visual effect because there's this zoom into Julianne Moore. 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but it but it it all works is what in the end she has this naivete that you come to expect from her but also there's like a tenderness to this film that the young man charles melton which by the way mm-hmm. wowzers <laughs> yeah baby and we can do that because he's 33 let's just put that <laughs> into context and in the movie he does play somebody who is in, in his mid-30s you know but he's a dad because he did the whole thing but yeah anyway at this point they had been together what yeah. like 20 something years yeah. so 23 years i think so uh, and then there's a, this great moment with his son. Like, they get out and sit on the roof, you know, just to, like, reflect and whatever. And the son joins him. And the ki- the son is, is smoking weed. And he men- mentions that I've, I've never done that before. And then it just reminds you of, like, how young. And really, it's it's grotesque. You know, she, she, she you know, paid her dues and... And even that society allowed her them to get together after she did it. I guess there's, you know, forgiveness and his choice at that point. It's just it's you have like complicated feelings about it. Right. Then the other thing is, is that there's this whole nature element too. right. He's raising um, butterflies and you kind of see them in all the different stages. So there's some symbolism with that as well. And then, yeah, their kids are growing up and it's kind of like this loss of childhood. And then you also have this reflection of Hollywood or at least someone who might be playing you in a role where she wants to fully immerse herself. You know, it's just it. It's kind of icky. The twins are graduating and she's sitting there at the celebration dinner at the head of the table, even. And it just feels weird. Yeah. And Natalie Portman's character, she's introduced as a serious actor that she went to Juilliard, that she's studying Julianne Moore's character. She wants to do that character justice when she portrays her in a movie. And as May, December unfolds, you start to realize that even Natalie Portman's character isn't quite who she says she is Mm -hmm. because when folks approach her, they mention, oh, I loved you on, I think the show might be called Noah's Ark or some variation of, but essentially she starred on a CW show. Yes. And that's where she became famous. And the last scene in the movie, oh. it pulls it all together and in a hilarious way. And hilarious, it, I use that word about yeah. May, December, because there are laugh out loud yes. moments It's a parody, though. But it's it's heavy at the same time when you really think about it. Right. So Todd Haynes, I love Todd Haynes. He is a fabulous director. uh, And he can make movies like this that twist and turn and have layers and are complicated. And you walk away from the movie thinking about what you just watched. But And and I think with May, December, you're like, wow, okay, we have humor. We have melodrama. We have sentimental moments. We have Parts with real emotion, and I think, you know, like you said, Alexis, that came with the performance of Charles Melton, yes. where there were, there were really poignant moments with him, and I and I hope that he's recognized for his performance moving forward. It looked great for an Oscar nomination. Yeah. I think he deserves that out of everyone in the cast. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. The other thing, too, which also brings up, you know, she's playing... Um, the uh, Julianne Moore's character, right? Natalie mm-hmm. Portman. And so at the same time, they are casting for the role of the young man who's going to play her student lover. 
And that just feels so awkward because you see her watching some of these auditions. Yeah. And they just seem like, you know, just like, yeah, they're 10, 12, 13 year olds. Yeah, you're watching Natalie Portman. It's she's so Yeah, she's sitting oh. in her hotel room and they've sent her demo audition tapes of these children. <laughs> Who are auditioning or they're young adults. I don't I don't I yeah. don't remember exactly if they were underage or they if they were young. like 18, 19, but they looked really young. Yes. And they were supposed to play really young. So then you also get that ick factor. And then you think about it as a person who watches a lot of TV and movies, how exploitative the storytelling <sighs> yeah. can be. And so May December highlights that too. And I think that ick factor while you're watching May December is that wow, okay. We're told a lot of ick stories in ways and we normalize. We almost like praise them. Like I think about Gypsy Rose, mm-hmm. oh, you Gypsy know, Rose and, Blanchard, yeah, and mm-hmm. how much she's like having kind of a moment right now. Yeah, and granted, she's saying the right things. You know, I shouldn't have been involved in the killing of my mother, but you're also like, wait a second, yeah. But then you're also like, what else do you do? I mean, she's gotta, you know, because you feel so bad for she her. She has to take some ownership of. Not being exploited or controlled, you know? Right. And and you hope that she is. Yeah. So then I started thinking about that. So, if it, I mean, it really is um, and there was a whole thought-provoking ho- film. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole Hulu series based on the Gypsy Rose Blanche yes. story. Yeah. And, and that I guess was called Joey the King and yeah. Patricia Arquette. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And it was called The Act. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of ethical responsibility do you have when you're telling these kinds of stories? Do you have an ethical responsibility? Or maybe you're like Natalie Portman's character who says that they want to ethically tell this story, but it's very clear that they're using this opportunity to pivot their career in a different direction or that they hope to do that. Yes. See, Mm. it's heavy. But also the way it's presented, you do laugh. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of May, December. Uh Uh-huh. The melodramatic music. It's riffing on these melodramatic lifetime original movie retell stories and oh it's so wonderful choices and then you also think about the like ramifications of she has older children that are actually older than her now husband from her first marriage (gasps) from her first marriage that's true you see that as well and it's just like i forget about those kids yeah and how weird that must feel well and in real life they left town they started a new life, and in yes. the, and then in the film, from what I've read, is like they're still in the town and hijinks yeah, ensue. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. there are confrontations between yes. the older kids, the younger kids, the mom, the da- the dynamics are there, and it's just yeah, it does make you feel uncomfortable, but that's okay because it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Yep, and then now this is added. Um, layer two of you know billy the kid this is based on falau is saying look they, you never talk to me about this this is my story mm-hmm. but, but is it his but story is it, see, exactly is it billy falau's story is should, it mary Kay letourneau's story should they have talked to him I, you know <laughs> but uh, just another thing to think about like wow if i was in his position how would i feel you know like uh, so anyway may december if you've watched it please let us know what you think otherwise hey worth it to watch this weekend so there you go when we come back we've got what to expect at the emmys and oh just a whole bunch of stuff and of course we have wtf we've got trivia we're playing against don and steve at 8 30 be right back